0: From the Orange County Fire Authority, this is the Pass Along Podcast, where we address firefighter issues from top to bottom, from your helmet down to your boots. Now, here's your host, OCFA's Assistant
1: Chief of Organizational Planning, Mike Schrader! All right, welcome back to OCFA's Pass Along Podcast. Uh, We have an exciting two-parter. Uh, coming to you today, and it's in regards to the new WeFit exams and our partnership uh, with Hobe. But before we get to that, uh, let's uh, review a few news and noteworthy items. Uh, the first is um, kind of going back to the Canyon fires with the various um, reviews and assessments and after actions. I just wanted to put a little context to that. the uh, The OCFA created the Independent Review Panel, or the IRP. Um, and and we did that following the Canyon Fire and Canyon 2 Fire last October. Really, it it came to light when we recognized uh, there were some issues in the media and maybe with dispatch and some other areas, policy and red flag patrols and what have you, that we needed to kind of dig in. So we we, uh, set about to hire the uh, independent review panel, and they presented their findings on the 29th of March, uh, this last board meeting, special board meeting, and they went over a lot of information um, about the report. They tried to keep it to just their six, uh, the parts of, this, of their scope of work, just these six very finite questions. And I, I really would be selling it short if I tried to recap them all here, so I won't. Uh, I would highly recommend you to uh, jump on to OCFA.org, to our website, and listen to their presentation in its entirety to just get a better feel of the understanding of the findings. Suffice it to say, we, we've already implemented many of their recommendations. In fact, I would say that almost half of the, both the counties and the IRPs in aggregate, we're already well on our way, some of which were enacted within days of the fire once we recognized we had some gaps in, in some of our uh, following of procedures and what have you. So um, we're moving in the right direction there. We'll continue to review and synthesize the reports and then uh, I will be responsible for helping shepherd those things uh, through accountability and ultimately reporting back to um, our board on the progress. Uh, additionally, uh, Chiefs Young and Anderson and I were at the Orange County Board of Supervisors uh, today and they uh, received and filed their, the county's report um, reference uh, a little bit more expanded scope than the IRP and, and then you also have our own internal after-action report, which is in draft. Uh, as of today, uh, we should be getting it uh, Thursday in, uh, in a final format. So, all right, enough uh, news and noteworthy items. We have a lot to cover in this two-parter with the Hogue um, new WeFit contract, which I'm really excited about. Just a quick plug in there. Um, it's so important to ensure firefighters' health uh, and... One way we do that is through periodic exams, right? Nobody likes to go to the doctor or dentist many times, um, and, and I have seen over the years kind of a waning participation in our voluntary We Fit program. So I just want to use this as a as a shameless plug to to really encourage you, as your brother firefighter. Um, man, it's so important to get these assessments to know where you're at, and then maybe set some goals, whether it's you know working on your body fat composition or your functional movement. Um, really trying to be the best you can be not only for yourself but for your family and ultimately for the folks calling 911 that, that we're able to perform our jobs um, uh, for them and and our co-workers in the, in the best way possible you know nationally we lose uh, more than 50 percent of the firefighters we lose every year in the united states uh, to line of duty deaths has to do with cardiac illness um, and so i just want to encourage you again to uh, to make a point of getting those we fit signed up we've got a new program the folks here at Hogue. Um, are going to outline uh, all the different elements as you've heard, and uh, we're really excited about what's going on. So let's jump into that part one of our panel discussion uh, with Jeremy Vallone uh, regarding our new WeFit exams.
0: Welcome to another edition of the OCFA podcast. This is going to be uh, part one of a two part panel discussion reviewing the new WeFit exams with Hoke Hospital. My name is Jeremy Vallone, and I'm going to be facilitating this discussion. Let's start off with going around the room and having everyone, everyone introduce themselves. Dr. Lindbergh, we'll start with you.
2: Uh, my name is uh, Jim Lindbergh, Dr. Jim Lindbergh. I'm the medical director of the uh, WEFIT program uh, at Hogue, and uh, my role is to really oversee all the clinical uh, testing that we do and reporting that we do and uh, the clinical work that's performed.
3: I'm Morgan Montalvo, I'm the staff exercise physiologist for the WeFit program with Hogue Executive Health and my role is to be one of the exercise physiologists during the WeFit exams. Uh, My name is Ted Shaper, I'm the education coordinator with Hogue Executive Health, I'm a certified strength and conditioning coach and my role in the WeFit exam process is the the fitness assessment as well as the ongoing education piece um, after the physicals are performed.
4: And uh, I'm Natalie Knacker. I'm the current WEFIT coordinator for Orange County Fire. And I will be overseeing all the exams, scheduling the exams, following up with everybody, as well as uh, coming up with education programs with HOG for everyone in the field and just continually uh, developing the process.
0: Let's go ahead and start um, with... Natalie, I think, is going to give us a quick history about the uh, WEFIT exams.
4: Sure. Well, I feel like it's a really important story to remind everybody, at least educate everybody on since the program's been going on for 14 years now. And um, obviously, we've hired so many people since then and and just had so much growth that a lot of people don't know the origin of the WeFit program. Basically started back in 2000, then president, uh, union president Joe Kerr, um, and then chief, fire chief Chip Prather, kept going to all these funerals for firefighters. And they kind of were like getting together and finally just said, like, we, we got to do something. This is, you know, this is not good. We don't like this. And some of these, you know, seemingly preventable deaths, what can we do? And at the time, the IAFF was putting together the Wellness Fitness Initiative and it had been going, um, being tested out by 10 departments across the nation and up in Canada. And um, they decided to look into it, research it, get all the labor groups and management together to come up with uh, a potential um, plan for OCFA and, and the firefighters to make a change, to stop this, um, these these un- possibly preventable deaths and um, set the tone for not only us being um, efficient and effective at work, but also having um, a long, happy life after work. So in 2003, everything was approved, and by 2004, the first couple of WEFIT exams and units were going to... Um, UCI getting their wellness and fitness uh, tested. Um, And since then, the program has just grown. Um, It's not only just the exams now, I mean, we do all the fitness equipment at all the stations, um, gym memberships for those stations that, you know, unfortunately don't have the size. Um, We're doing academy, um, pre academy, during academy, PT, uh, and prehab so that firefighters are, you know, learning how to be fit for duty. Um, not just in the academy, but for their career. Um, we're doing um, challenges. I'm sure some of you guys remember the rowing challenge last year. We've done biggest loser challenges, um, education. We've had some big-name speakers come to the department and talk about the tr- current trends in fitness, some of them being fitness professionals, some of them being firefighters that uh, have just changed their life around. Uh, we've also um, starting to incorporate, I'm sure you guys have seen the cancer awareness um, and all that stuff um, is stemming um, to be under wellness and fitness exams. You'll start seeing that with our new provider, um, as well as behavioral health. You're gonna see way more of that um, in the upcoming months and years, because now that we've been doing this for 14 years, I mean, we're not the only ones, but research is showing us all these things that we can do to make a difference um, currently and then proactively for our future, and you know who doesn't wanna have a nice, happy, long retirement? Um, so, uh, all that is encompassed in your WeFit exam and we spent the last year going out to bid looking for a new provider or possibly just updating because it has been 14 years and we've, we've changed, we've grown, um, the research has shown us areas that we needed to improve on, not just fitness and, um, you know, cardiac stuff. We know, cancer is now becoming the leading cause of death in firefighters, um, and obviously, behavioral health is now coming to the forefront, too. So we went to bid, and we, we were super lucky because people are interested in firefighters and our unique um, lifestyle and our unique job and the unique demands that we get placed under. And we had um, such a good out, uh, outcome of vendors that wanted to work with us. And so we were able to be very picky. We were able to ask a lot of our new vendor um, for our WEFIT exams. We also ask that um, they are very integral in our educational component of, uh, for the department. So you're going to see a lot more of um, just um, Hogue putting on classes, putting out uh, videos, um, newsletters, all those types of things. And um, I'll I'll let Hogue tell tell you more about the exam itself. Um, But like I said, the, the program's been going for 14 years. We made a huge change. We're incorporating. So much more, including cancer, behavioral health, the typical fitness, um, and cardiac testing. And um, I'm really excited to uh, see what Hogue can do for us, and, as well as um, just the future of the program. So I'll, I'm going to turn it over to Hogue and let them kind of tell you a little bit more about their specialties in the exam itself. Um, but in the meantime, um, yeah, it's been a really exciting year for us
2: mm-hmm Great, uh, thanks, Natalie. Well, we're we're really excited to uh, be working with uh, Orange County Fire Authority and and the WeFit program. And we spent a lot of time thinking through how to structure a program that could uh, really be effective and also um, share actionable information and, and be really education driven. So we designed the uh, the, execu- the the physical program itself, to, to really be um, comprehensive, and we've added some technology uh, that, that I'll share, as, as Natalie mentioned. Um, cardiovascular disease is, you know, the greatest risk um, in general, and certainly it faces um, uh, firefighters uh, statistically. And so we've added some things in addition to the, some of the traditional risk factor screening uh, lipid panels and cholesterol and and uh, vital signs, you know, the blood pressure and so forth. We've added um, some inflammatory markers, uh, C-reactive protein, which is something that has been it's been around for a while. That's that's not as new, but inflammation is an important um, risk factor to identify early on. And then what we do is we actually. Um, uh, unbeknown- all the blood is done ahead of time, so we risk stratify each firefighter before they even arrive the day of the exam um, so that we can identify uh, individualized testing for each firefighter. Uh, one of the tests that we've added that's very sensitive for early detection of atherosclerosis is this carotid medial thickness, which is an ultrasound test of the carotid artery that identifies... Uh, The thickness of the inner lining of the artery, which we can then compare to other individuals their age and get a sense of where they fall within the continuum, whether they're in the the greatest 25th percentile or the lowest 25th percentile or in the middle. And it's really a very sensitive way to identify individuals who have accelerated atherosclerosis at any age. So whether it's the 35-year-old firefighter that comes through or it's the 55-year-old firefighter that comes through, we, that test is performed to be able to get a sense of and identify um, early atherosclerosis. So that's a new test that we felt is important uh, to add to the, uh, to the screening as well. Um, and then the, on the treadmill, I want to make a comment, and this will come up. The um, we everyone d- performs a, uh, a treadmill exercise test. Um, there are a couple of we what we've done because of the risk stratification, because of the um, experience that we have, um, we may or may not put electrodes on a firefighter, and that's something that's a little bit different. And that's because of the data that would suggest that um, put using electrodes on a low risk. Firefighter, or um, really the, you're f- far more likely to get a false positive test that results in unnecessary testing uh, than identify um, disease.
4: And you mean electrodes? You mean like a twelve lead? Like the a twelve EKG. lead, mm-hmm. like
2: the EKG electrodes? Exactly. So some of the firefighters may get on the treadmill. And notice that we've not put electrodes on them like an EKG. Well, that's intentional. Um, on some, in some cases, we may. So the physicians, we have a faculty of physicians that does the exams. That's that's uh, has uh, conferenced on this and determined how to how to best identify the appropriate individuals uh, to screen at what levels. So we think that uh, provides a much higher level of. Uh, Sophistication of the screening, a much more individualized exam as opposed to just kind of doing everything for everybody. I think it's more uh, cost-effective, and frankly, our experience is uh, we wind up sending people to stress echo and doing other tests that just don't need it, mm-hmm. and uh, it's expensive, and uh, you know, it's it's alarming. Uh, unnecessarily so. So so I feel very good about the cardiovascular risk screening we do, uh, and then you'll hear more about the education that's involved where we take that data and uh, try to represent it in a way, again, that's actionable and that makes sense. As it relates to cancer screening, which is another huge topic.
4: Yeah, it's a hot topic here, and we're putting in a lot of effort to really, you know, make some significant mm-hmm. changes here at OCFA, and, um, you know, Captain Jeff Hughes is leading that, that path, but it falls definitely into our category, too. Um, so, what do you guys...
2: So, so what we do, yeah, what we do, a couple of things, and if you look at the most, com- interestingly, skin cancers, one of the more common cancers, um and so we actually use a device that's called a dermatoscope, and each physician will actually survey the skin and, and look at lesions, make uh, recommendations uh, specifically for any lesions that are concerning. So really, skin cancer is a physical exam, mm-hmm. and it's just kind of getting a good look at um, sun-exposed areas primarily, not necessarily, though, um, but in other areas as well. So that's really an examination. In terms of other cancers, uh, for men, at least, prostate cancer is a, is a common cancer in general. So, um, well, uh, so we look at a PSA, which is the blood test for that. It's part of the We Fit screening exam. We don't typically examine the prostate, um, which no one's really um, <laughs> complained <laughs> about <laughs> thus far. Um, but but the PSA is a very sensitive uh, test for that. And then the other laboratory work we do looks for. Uh, bone marrow related cancers. So leukemias, lymphomas, the exam, of course, the physical exam, of course, does the same thing. The other laboratory work looks at liver, um, looks at kidney related issues. The urine looks for kidney cancer as well. So the labs have been kind of set up to do sort of a broad, uh, screen for the most common cancers. Um, and, uh, and, and so I, I feel good about the breadth of the cancer screening we're doing as well.
4: Yeah.
2: Um, and then the third thing I'll just comment on is the behavioral health, mental health.
4: Yes, please.
2: Which is, um, you know, our understanding is, is it's a big issue because this is why we had all of our staff ride along mm-hmm. with the firefighters to really experience what it means. And the kinds of things that that everyone and uh, so we do look for um, and try to identify early subtle indications of depression, of anxiety, um, and then we're familiar with all the great resources you have,
4: uh,
2: and give them you know help give them the opportunity to take advantage of those if we screen and identify an issue that we're concerned about.
4: Is that screening primarily through questionnaires?
2: Questionnaire, yeah. Through the interview and a questionnaire.
4: Yeah,
2: yeah. We use the PHQ-9, which is a simple questionnaire Mm -hmm. um, that doesn't take a lot of time, but it's very sensitive and helps give us an indication of someone that just would, you know, would benefit from addressing it. Um, And uh, so that's another important dimension of the test that we uh, that we built in. So.
4: so that's more of the, yeah, the doctor that's side. The medical, <laughs> the medical that's side. the medical.
2: That's some of the medical stuff. Fine.
0: Uh, yeah, I think Natalie, you answered or asked a lot of the questions <laughs> I had. Um, I did have a treadmill question. Mm-hmm. Um, and This is me, but I think mm-hmm. I, I think there's a lot of people that are kind of on the same page. Mm-hmm. Um, we've always done a sub-maximal test mm-hmm. on the mm-hmm. treadmill. Mm-hmm. Uh, is there any reason or is there option to do maximal? Mm-hmm. It seems like... For as often as in the hard mm-hmm. work we do mm-hmm. it's not that big of a deal to go to 100 percent. it's yeah. not like this is an occasional thing for us most yeah. of us are doing this yeah. hopefully weekly or every other week so yeah. wouldn't you be more uh, likely to find something on a true maximal mm-hmm. test and would it really be that adverse for us mm-hmm. to do this
2: well i'll make a i'll make an initial comment and then i'm going to hand that over to uh either morgan or ted Um, But, yeah, we do actually do gas exchange for you guys now this year. So we'll put a mask on you, and we'll let you get at it.
4: So true VO2? True
2: VO2 max. And Mm -hmm. they'll look at the curve of that, and I'll let them explain that. Um, The reason why you've you've gotten submax tests every year or prior, frankly, is because they put electrodes on you. Because when we put electrodes on you... We only need to get you to 85% of your predicted maximum heart rate, and then we stop the test. Mm-hmm. Because if we take you beyond that, we increase the likelihood of false positives, and we don't add value. So by putting an electrode on you, young guy, fit guy, I, totally, you, I can give you really marginal fitness feedback, and the likelihood of you having coronary disease, n- not knowing anything more about you, um, would be very low. So I'd much rather put a mask on you, let you get at it and give you feedback for your training so that you can work on that here that so that's the from the medical standpoint, another real advantage of not putting electrodes on on every single person that comes through the door because it limits that testing. I'll let if either Morgan or Ted want to Add to that, Um, I kind of
3: yeah. So as far as the VO2 testing goes, it is a true gas exchange. Um, It's going to be a similar protocol to what you guys have done in the past, where it's a graded incline test on a treadmill. Um, But we will be bringing you up to a much more higher percentage of your maximum heart rate, generally around ninety to ninety-five percent, depending on the person as well as how well we risk or how we risk stratify you uh, prior to your exam. Um, We've gotten good feedback from a lot of the firefighters that have gone through the process already. And as well as it's going to give us a lot more data as far as affecting your daily fitness routines and your workouts. So we'll give you um, ranges as far as target heart rates to hit at your high intensity interval trainings, where you should be at as far as moderate intervals, as well as feedback and um, information and data on how many calories you're going to be burning in that period of time. And then we can track that over time or you can um, even measure that uh, progress uh, moving forward into the future.
0: That's great. Are we going to have both you and Morgan available for Personal questions if, if you find out your VO2 max is here or you want to change, you have your training questions. Are you guys going to be available to anyone to consult with? Yeah, training a- stuff? yeah,
3: absolutely. So that's one of the big pieces that Hogue wanted to bring to the WeFit exam process is the continuing education piece of it. Um, and that's what myself and Morgan are really charged with doing is not only um, doing the assessments during the exams, but also providing um, feedback and information um, the day of your physical. So you're going to be getting a binder with recommendations based off the test testing from that day, whether they be mobility, flexibility questions, cardiovascular questions, as well as we've put some specific contact information for uh, one-on-one nutritional consultations and things like that, as well as any ongoing follow-up. And our real goal is, um, with this new WeFit process, is to really become a resource for the firefighters if they do have specific questions, because like Natalie said in the beginning, there's so much new data and research and information that's out there, it's really hard to keep track of it all, um, to allow us to do the research and find out the best things for the firefighters or answer the questions um, that you guys yeah. have for us.
4: That was one thing that when we were looking to update our program, that was the one thing that I was adamant about was adding this education component or these resources because the one thing I felt that <sighs> – uh, or I, the the feedback I'd gotten from the past was we we get this information but we don't know what to do with it or we don't know where to go, and you know having um, so many firefighters in the department it just was not enough for one person or a, a small office to take care of that. So I wanted to throw that onus back on whoever we got to be um, our provider. And I mean, our, you guys are the SMEs on these these things, and and you also develop a relationship with the firefighters that is, you know, different than our peers. And um, so having that education component or having that resource for them to come to talk to you guys to develop even a stretching program or a quick weightlifting program or something like that, or, you know, hey, my cholesterol is high. I need to know what I can do. Um, Where do I go? How do I do this? Um, And not feel embarrassed because they're not dealing with their peers. They're dealing with, you know, uh, you know, hospital or uh, you know medical experts and and field experts so it was a a big component and I think everyone needs to know that that resource is there not only just for the fitness aspect but for you know the cancer and the behavioral health stuff that we're doing it's not just you know it's just all-encompassing as well as we have these resources that at any time you can you know call them up as part of you know what we we loved about having you guys as part of the team now so are yeah, very excited about it. I
3: mean, that that's really what it comes down to, that your guys' program, the OCFA program, is our main focus and our main job. So um, we're here for all the firefighters, whether they've come through a physical already or they haven't. Um, you know, we'll have our contact information relayed out to you guys, the firefighters. And um, like I said, really just use us as a resource. If we don't have the answer, we'll find the professional in the field and get those answers back to you as quickly as possible, um, as well as uh, really help educate ourselves along the way, I'm sure.
4: Yeah. And obviously going to your exam is going to help them get (laughs) the best information to help you for that. (laughs) So, yeah. Yeah. You want to
0: talk about the cancellation fee, Natalie?
4: Oh yeah. So obviously with, uh, you know, such great resources comes a, you know, a, a good price, but it's worth it. We want the OCFA just, um, is supporting this process. Um, all the, um, the key players are in it. Um, so, it does cost a, uh, a little bit more than our previous exam, but we're also like, rolling in the resources um, and the education component. Um, but with that, when there's late cancellations or um, missed appointments for really no reason, um, we do pay for that and that comes out of our fund, comes out of the equipment fund, comes out of our education fund, comes out of all the stuff that um, um, WeFit uses for the extras for us in the field. So. Um, if you can be heads up and give us plenty of time, I know there are certain circumstances with, you know, when it's fire season, stuff like that happens, you, people go out of County, um, last minute sick leave. Um, we try to try to do the best to, uh, to, to fill those spots. Um, but again, the, you know, being professional about letting us know as soon as you can so that we can not waste hog's time and not waste um you know money on just missed appointments
0: it's five hundred dollars guys she's trying <laughs> to be around the boat i think <laughs> that's on the low side too yeah so that's still a lot of money it's a lot of, that's a lot of equipment a bar, yeah there's a, there's a lot of things that can go into that
4: assault bikes that you guys like and i don't know how many
0: cancellations we get a year but that's got to be that's gotta add up to a fair amount of money.
4: Yeah, it does. And um, in the past, and and I know that we've that was one of the things we talked about because um, that we are we are a dynamic um, business if you think about it. And whoever we hired, in essence, would have to to know that and not believe that it's just not a nine to five. We just you know oh tomorrow's different. Stuff breaks. The unit goes out of service. Um, you know there's a huge event, and the unit that was supposed to go to the WeFit exam is now being held over doing fire watch or overhaul at a three alarm fire. I mean, that stuff is all stuff that we expect and those are just part of the deal. We, so we understand those costs and, um, and that's not a big deal. It's just, um, we just need to um, respect that these are um, professionals that take time out of their day to, you know, block appointments for us as well as, you know, keep other people from taking those appointments. So um, it's kind of the nice way to put it, but if, uh, if everybody could read their email and follow up with that stuff and just try to be heads on a swivel when it comes to, you know, things changing. Um, and OCVA, OCFA is unique because everyone's constantly transferring and moving stations. So sometimes it's hard to get a whole unit that, that needs it. Not very many units have four people on the crew for multiple years in a row that are the same four crew. Um, so um, we do the best we can. Um, sometimes we send individuals. Um, sometimes we send a unit and only two people need the exam. Um, but that's the nature of the beast, really. So the more we can work together and uh, make this a program that we can use that money to make the program better, staff more people, give you guys more resources out there in the field, um, up here at headquarters. Uh, and um, you'll, I mean, you, you probably have already seen it, but just even putting um, drip drop out in the field. Um, recovery bars, all that stuff comes out of the, the Fit budget, which is great. And um, I'd like to continue that and, and keep beefing that up. And the more that we utilize that money for the right purposes, that's, I think that's, we're heading in the right direction.
0: Okay. That's a good place to stop. Uh, be sure to check out part two of this podcast where we're going to conclude the uh, Fit overview and the interview with our um, Hogue Hospital employees. Thanks for listening.
1: All right. Awesome stuff. Again, uh, I'll get off my soapbox as quick as I can. I, to say that I love this agency is an understatement. And, and to, the reason I love this agency is for what we get to do, what we're charged with doing, and who we get to do it with. And that's the part on the WEFIT exam where uh, if I truly care for you, and I, and I deeply do, as all of the executive management and leadership of this agency do, Please do yourself a favor and get out there and get your WeFit exams done. So enough, I'll get off my soapbox. Thanks for listening to me. Uh, So many other important topics uh, were covered when in talking about the exams. Just be sure to check out the next podcast so you'll get the part two and more details will play out in that. uh, That we'll hear from from Ted and Morgan. So we also in upcoming uh, episode we'll have an interview with our new fire chief uh, Brian Fennessy, who is uh, coming up, uh, or which will be coming up in the middle of this month. So Really be sure to check that out, and uh, again, thanks for listening. Um, Make sure to uh, take care of each other, and we'll talk to you soon.